Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, coming at you and from my own kitchen at home. And I am so excited about this episode, this show of See Here Love, because I know it's going to encourage you during this new season, during this pandemic. And the topic, how to keep you spiritually strong and how to keep Sabbath during this time. And I have some incredible guests with me today coming from their homes across Canada, and I can't wait to introduce you to them. So first off, I want to uh, welcome Shayla Visser. Uh, she's the National Director of Alpha Canada and a Global Senior Vice President for Alpha International. She's been recognized as one of the top 100 most influential Christian women in Canada, and she's a gifted communicator who is known for her strategic leadership. She lives in Vancouver, BC, British Columbia, with her police officer husband, Ryan, and her four-legged family member, Talon. Did I get that right, Shayla? Is it Talon? That's right. I'm so glad to be with you from Vancouver today. Amazing. Thanks so much for being with us, Shayla. I'm looking forward to your thoughts on being, being spiritually strong during this time. Next up, we have Krista Hesslink. Krista is a spiritual director, coach, and founder of Soul Play. She's the best-selling author of Life's Great Dare. She's an Enneagram expert, which I think is really awesome. And Krista's favorite adventure has been walking 800 kilometers on the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Welcome, Krista. Thank you, Melinda. I wouldn't say I'm an Enneagram expert. I enjoy the Enneagram. Okay. But well, thank, you, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I love that you're with us. Thanks so much, Krista. And we've got Grace Spencer hailing from Fresno, California. She's the lead pastor of Reunion, a church in Oakville, Ontario. With a master's in theology, she's worked as a restorative justice mediator for juvenile offenders at the Center for Peacemaking. And Grace, I love this, loves to longboard and salsa dance with friends on her spare time. Grace, should you show us a little salsa move or something? Or I don't know. I don't think that's salsa. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> I love that. Wow, you guys, there's so much rich learning that I'm going to hear from you today and learn from you. But I want to start off here, especially in the time that we're in now. How have you been doing during COVID-19? And I say that because we've got a pastor, a spiritual director, this national director for you know, Alpha, so high-level influence and, and leadership. But how are you personally doing during this time? Grace, let's start with you. As a pastor, people probably say, oh, you're probably really well-equipped and strong. What would you say? Perfect. I'm so glad <laughs> I could start with this, with this question, Mel. Um, I, you know, I feel like it's both and like there are good days and there are hard days. And I, I honestly feel like that verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength has never been uh, more true for me that I'm, I'm finding joy just in the presence of the Lord. And that that is what is really carrying me through because there are, there are days that are hard. I just moved to Canada like six months ago. And so just not knowing when I'll see friends or family back in Fresno, like that's hard. Um, but it's really the joy that I find from the Lord that's carrying me through. And I'm not, I know that's kind of like a cliche answer, <laughs> but, um, but it's been true for me in this season. So yeah, yeah. it's good. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Krista, what about you? How have you been doing during this time? 
Yeah, thank you for asking. Well, if it's any indication, this is one of the first days in two in two months I put makeup on. So, <laughs> um, you know what? This has actually been really difficult two months for me. Uh, I live on my own, and my work has changed um, significantly as well. So, for me, this has actually been a really difficult time. Um, I found being on my own for so many hours even though I like spending time by myself, um, has been really, really challenging. So of course there's been some, some light and lovely moments and some unexpected joy, but for the most part, it's been really, really challenging two months for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Chris. I've, I've heard that from a lot of, you know, women and men who are single or on their own or just in that situation where they've had to be apart and it's really tough just yeah, being on by yourself, there's no touch, there's no connection, and uh, that's really hard. I think mm -hmm. that's about when we talk a little bit more about what you're sharing and how those that are single can ensure good soul care and spiritual care and feel connected. So I'm looking forward to your thoughts with that. Mm -hmm. Sheila, what about you? How are you doing? You know, I think in some ways for me, these are the best of days and the worst of days. I'll say the best of days because what we're doing the exciting team I lead, the wonderful uh, churches we serve both in Canada and around the world. Like, I just feel like I was meant for change entrepreneurial leadership. So on that side, you think, yes, this is so great. I was born for this. But what's shocking is that still is um, only one side of what's happening. The other side is, gosh, there's a lot of pain and suffering and disappointment. So I feel like it's a roller coaster. And if you would have asked me before this pandemic, I would have said, "My bad, it's a bad day. You know, oh, I've had a bad day this week. But now it's kind of like, oh, it's a bad hour. Like you can go through a day now and it's like, I've had a great hour. <laughs> and then it becomes... <laughs> A great next hour. And so it feels like a roller coaster. And I'm a bit tired of the roller coaster of this is amazing. This is so, so, so hard. So uh, it's the highs and lows. And I'm not usually a low person. And so this high and low fluctuation during any given day is, is quite the journey. Yeah, no, I agree. I think when I started off, I love sort of the crisis and the adrenaline high. So when this happened, I was like, right up there. Okay, go team. And my team's like, yeah, let's respond. Let's do it. Okay, family, home. I've got projects on the go. Like I went, I went for it. And then probably by week four or five, I felt the crash. Like I felt, I'm exhausted. This is not like a four week crisis. This is, this could go on and on and on and on. And uh, yeah, I, I've shared too, it's been hard some days with having the whole family here and working with my husband so close in proximity for being introverted and extroverted. So yeah, I found it, I found it hard and some good days and good hours and then some not so good. And so trying to kind of figure out the, the good rhythm uh, for myself and my family is what's happening now. So thank you for sharing. You know, I, I think it's perfect that we're talking about spiritual care and soul care today. Uh, how would you define spiritual care? Because some people are like, what does that mean? And why is it important? Because some people are like, is that what I would say that I need to really focus on during a pandemic and crisis? But how would each of you define spiritual care and its importance? Krista? Yeah. Well, I think the, the best way to describe spiritual care and soul care and self-care is anything that helps us get in touch and rooted in our 
true home, true home in ourself, true home in our community, true home in Christ. And that to me has obviously um, felt like something I've wanted to do, but it can be very, very difficult in this time. But that feels like the, the best definition for me. That's good. Grace? Yeah, I think that's really great. I also like the term like stewardship of self. So uh, how are you, how are you stewarding yourself and taking care of yourself so that um, like Chris is saying, you're abiding in Jesus and like you are um, a gift to people around you and that you are available for the transforming work that God wants to do in you and through you. Yeah. Good. That's great. Shayla, your thoughts? You know, I, I'm always saying to our team and my friends, like, how are you doing physically? How are you doing emotionally? And how are you doing spiritually? And the spiritual is the soul care part. And so much, if you look online, any day in my feeds on social, I'm seeing tons of like physical, like how to work out at home, how to do Zoom workouts, etc. Emotionally, you see a lot of mental health support, which is wonderful. But when I think of whether you have a Christian faith or not, how do you do soul care? I wonder where people go. I really do. You know, if you have a church community and a faith in Christ, you probably are getting some support there, but not everyone. And then what do you do for soul care as an individual who doesn't have a faith, but maybe is curious. And so I love being in that space where whether or not you would consider yourself a Christian or not, how do you take care of your soul? And I think it's a profoundly uh, deep question for every person. Yeah, it's good. In that, uh, why does it seem so hard for us? Maybe I'm speaking for myself to care for myself spiritually. Like you would think that during a crisis and pandemic, this is your time. Like, now you don't have to really focus as much maybe on work or other things. So this would be your time. And I actually, honestly, personally, find it very hard. It's like I have all this time, but I'm not choosing spiritual care. Talk to me about that because I think that's a fascinating thing and, and so important, but we're not actually focusing on it. Can I just say one thing to lead into this that I feel the exact same, Melinda, and I have a spiritual director and a few weeks into this, we were meeting and I said, you know what, this is going to be a waste of your time. It's a total bust. Like I got nothing. And she was so great. And she's like, what, what kind of standard are you holding yourself to? And I realized that what worked pre pandemic for me spiritually is not what's working now, but somehow I wanted to go backwards into what used to help me instead of forward into a new relationship with God. And so her saying to me, hey, this hour is not a bust. And why are you trying to go backwards versus forward? And I realized that God was pulling me into a new place. but I just hadn't thought that way. And so sometimes having spiritual friends that help you realize you're trying to recreate something that was part of your past and yeah. making it work in this current reality is not working. So it wasn't working for me. So for me, it's about new spiritual rhythms now, not what used to work. Yeah. I found that super helpful and so freeing for me to not sort of feel guilty about what used to be. Yeah, I know. That's really good. And Chris, as a spiritual director, what are your thoughts? Because again, it's like, this is the time where we need to really dig into that. But a lot of people aren't. <laughs> what what yeah. are you experience during this? Well, I mean, we've never been here before, right? right? I mean, we've never been here before. And if we talk about um, trying to find our sense of home is, is, is a way of being 
um, caring for our souls. You know, this, none of this feels like home base for us. The, there's so much uncertainty. There's so much insecurity. Um, there's so much unpredictability. And that creates an enormous sense of vulnerability. And vulnerability in many ways just feels like letting go. And so uh, that can be very, very scary and very precarious. So it makes sense for us to just sort of not know how to do this uh-huh. in this new reality. Um, and trying to find a home base when, when what has just felt like a given in our home base is, is gone, then we have to, um, like Shayla mentioned, we have to look for new ways because we're in being invited in new ways like never before. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's okay that we don't know what we're doing. Okay. We've never been here before. Thank you for saying that because what you both, you know, touched on that makes sense. Now that makes sense. Cause I was like, here's all the opportunity and the space and the time, but people aren't doing it. And now are feeling guilty. I've had girlfriends like, I feel guilty. I have zero desire to be quiet, pray, read anything. And that does make sense because we've never been here before. So it's kind of like an overload of emotion. Like, where do I even begin? Where do I even start? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Grace, what about for you? Why do you think it's so hard for people to really connect spiritually in this time? Yeah, I, I feel like it's, you know, a lot of what's already been said. It's kind of like all of our days have been thrown into a blender. Um, and so we have no routines anymore, like no rhythms. You could eat lunch at a different time every day. Um, the temptation is to go to bed late, to wake up late, and <laughs> to kind of get in that routine. Uh, and so it just becomes really difficult to set any routines. And so, you know, you're talking about prayer and these different, but, but, you know, what about just, you know, going for a run in the morning or, you know, getting your makeup done, you know, all of those things that you normally would have done are kind of just thrown out the window. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, as you're saying, I'm like, yep, because you're right. There is no, I have to get up, go to work from nine to five. I have lunch at 12, 12 to 1230. I've got my meetings. I come home. I make dinner. Like there, we have had set rhythms. Like what Shayla was saying before, pre-pandemic, there were these very set societal, family, cultural rhythms that we sort of abided by. And now it's like, everything's out. In that- well, And Melinda, I'll just say, you know, we, we often just thought before, we just need more time. <laughs> but what we're discovering is that it's not just about time. There's something else that we're being invited to as well. Now, granted, we've needed time. There's, we've needed time to actually slow down and, and, and listen to our soul. But, but once, we, once we have the time, we realize, oh, this is more than just time that we need. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a real invitation for us. And I think actually when you have more time, the temptation is that, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll start that tomorrow. Because there's always more time, you yeah. know. I, I feel like there's a greater temptation for that right now. Yeah, Sheila, you're going like you're nodding, going, "Yep, yeah, yeah I, I hear you, Krista." Oh, <laughs> Krista and Grace are so right on. Like this is the issue. Is I mean, I'm used to traveling a ton. I'm used to very full days. I still have very full days. I am quite rhythmic right now. Like I'm one of those weirdos that goes to bed really early, gets up really early. It works for me. Um, but I do have slightly more time, although I feel like I'm working harder than I've ever worked. So in some cases, I'm on that other side of the extreme of 
I don't have a lot of time. I have FOMO for like people who paint their houses and, you know, <laughs> clean out closets. I'm like, when will I do that? But, you know, when I think of soul care, I think Chris has said so well that we all thought if we had more time, we'd do it. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. And even though I have different kind of more time now, um, I've had to press in and actually challenge myself and talk with friends about how what is the new rhythm to taking care of my soul? And it's been experimentation more than anything right now. Mm. Talk to us about that. Cause as we're moving to, you know, I want to kind of get into best practices. How are you, you know, taking care of yourself spiritually? What are recommendations you can say to our viewers and listeners about that? But Sheila, in that, what, what, what is that? What does that look like for you? For me, it's, it feels like an evolution, truthfully, like where I was the first couple of weeks of the pandemic to where I am now on my spiritual journey. I feel like I came in on a spiritual high, you know, I'm ready for this. And then it kind of dipped and I realized none of my old methods were working. And so what I have found really works for me right now is a different rhythm of prayer and communion with God. So I go on a walk every morning at the ungodly hour of 5am when it's just me and the birds waking up because the world is quiet and peaceful and I can hear Jesus speak to me in ways that I can't once I'm into my day. Um, I have taken scripture and because I feel like the only prayers I know how to pray right now are petition, like God, please help so-and-so, God, please help us do this, that it feels ingenuous compared to what I've had before where it felt more relational. I feel like I'm just going with, can I have this? Can you do this for my friend? And so I've realized that um, my prayer life has to be about presence. And it's taken me a few weeks to get to presence because of all the anxiety and hurriedness and get things done in my work life. And so presence has become really important. And yeah, I think it's just an evolution of trying different things, nature, walking, um, finding ways to be present with God where I'm listening, not doing all the talking. And then I would just say that, I've really had to learn um, how to be kind to myself and not put myself on some high level of expectation of Shayla, get this done and be better at this, but rather just embrace the day, embrace God. And I just kind of throughout my day, I just say, Jesus, you're with me. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. I mean, that is my prayer every day, multiple times a day. Come Holy Spirit. Show me what you have for me today. Teach me, guide me, lead me, because I'm really lost without you. That's so good. So such an intentionality of being present, going out for that early walk. I was like 5 a.m. You know, maybe I'll do like an 11 a.m. for me, Shayla. It might work better. But I think that's really important that, you know, we're, we're petitioning God for a lot of things, but I think we're not being as intentional to listen. What's, what is he saying? That's so good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Krista, what about for you? Yeah. Some practices, yeah. Well, two things come to mind um, specifically. I, I think that we have to just be gentle with ourselves Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of noticing that's happening because uh, this just new reality is forcing us to notice different things about ourselves our family systems our our world and so we just have to notice with some gentleness and i've heard this one phrase before um, when you are moving into judgment whether judgment of yourself or judgment to others just turn to awe turn to wonder just wonder, wonder why that is the way that is. I wonder why they are the way they are. So for me, this is like, be gentle with yourself. And when, when in judgment, turn to awe. I think the other thing is spiritual care is really human care. And so if we can do humane things, 
we become more human. So humane things like going for a walk, reaching out and connecting with people, do, doing the best we can to take care of our, our bodies and our minds. You know, the more humane things we can do, the more human we become, which mm -hmm. is paying attention to our spiritual life. And so th that's for me has been sort of my lifeline, things like going for a walk, having my sort of quiet centering prayer practice, um, reaching out to people as I'm able. So yeah, that's make good. humane things. <laughs> humane things make you more human. That's really yes. good. I never, I never have heard that, but that makes a lot of sense. It's awesome. Thank you, Krista. Grace, what about for you? Some best practices. For me, like I've talked to our congregation recently about developing a rule of life uh, for this season, which is something I normally do. Uh, but as we've talked about, we need new routines and rhythms. And a rule of life is just developing, you know, daily, weekly, monthly rhythms that keep you open and available for God's transforming work. Um, and so it's a bit of what already been sad like if you you know a walk is great you know that's that's a daily rhythm for you for me it's running in the morning um it's spending time in prayer with jesus like just being with jesus the more imaginative listening type prayer um but then also like with the people i'm staying with right now we have like dinner together that's like a routine that we have we take ginger shots um, cause I juice a lot and that's how we boost our immune system, but it's a connecting point for us. And so having those rhythms that even, um, like separate the days and make it feel more distinct and not like you're living kind of the same thing over and over again, but makes you feel like there's a beginning and an end, uh, I think is helpful. Yeah, that's really good because it seems like the days are, are melding into just one big blob and there are times where I'm like, what's today? Oh, Friday, right, I thought it was Tuesday. Or someone's like, oh, it's Sunday, is it? Like, it's, it's just melding, because I think if you don't set those rhythms and also end of day, things can just keep rolling into one big, big time warp, really. So I think that's important. You know, I love that, because all of you are talking about being very intentional, and there's choices. I think that for, for me and for our viewers and listeners, it's like you've got to choose to get up in the morning and put on some, you know, not just your sweats, but your, you know, your, your, maybe some work clothes, maybe do some makeup, go for a walk, pray, do things that are really intentional that are going to help you in your spiritual, you know, connection with God and soul care, those humane things, do those. And I think that's actually really important for people to be reminded of. You don't, you can't just sort of lie there and expect things are going to change. You know, you actually have to do something. So that's really good. Well, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sabbath. What is it? Why is it important? And how to keep Sabbath? For some of you, it may be something you're very unfamiliar with. And for others, you've probably heard it since you were born, but you're not doing it well. So when we come back, Shayla, Krista, and Grace are going to talk about that and give you some takeaways as we go. Stay with us. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? 
Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind the scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. All right, we're back talking about how to keep you spiritually strong and how to keep Sabbath during this time. Whether it's a pandemic or any crisis, I think these are really good skills for each one of us to learn. So I'm glad that we're back with Shayla, Krista, and Grace. So let's go right into it. Sabbath. Grace, maybe you can start off with like defining Sabbath. What is it? It's, it's, it's one of those interesting, mysterious words for people, but uh, define Sabbath and Krista, maybe then you can say, why um, is it important that we keep it? And then Shayla, you can talk about sort of how you've been practicing Sabbath for a long time. So Grace, let's start with you. How, how would you define Sabbath? Uh, well, first I would just say, you know, in the creation story, when God created the world on the seventh day, he rested. So God rested, but sometimes, you know, we might know that and we think we don't need to, but I think, okay, well, if God needed to, you know, then we probably can and need to. (laughs) Um, But a really simple way of defining Sabbath is just pray and play. That's how my old pastor used to define it. It's a time to like rest. It's a time for recreation and it's a time to reorient yourself towards God and to open yourself up to him and to spend time with him. It's not a day off to catch up on all of your errands. Uh, you know, it's not, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, and that's hard because that is the temptation on Sabbath. I'll, I'll get caught up on my laundry and you know, all this other stuff. Uh, but it's really a day, uh, for rest, for recreation, for reorientation. Krista, why would that be important? I think some people are like, I don't have time for that. That whole play and pray, recreate. I'm too busy. I've got responsibility. So I really can just kind of shelve that. And maybe it's once every quarter I'll take Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Why is it important that we ensure that's something that's in the rhythm of our lives on a continual basis? Yeah. You know, for me, the idea of Sabbath is remembering who we really are and who God really is. And the opposite of remembering is dismembering. Mm. So if we don't remember ourselves back to this reality, then we are dismembered mm-hmm. from, from our home. We're dismembered from knowing who we really are and who God really is. And to live a divided life like that will come out sideways in a whole bunch of ways. And so we see the, when people talk about they've been burnt out, I mean, I've been one of those people. It's like, that's, that's when we're not resting in who we really are and who God really is to the point where we burn out and it comes out sideways for our own health, for the health of our communities and for the work that we're supposed to do in the world. So it's very important for us to rest and be intentional and find ways that we can stop the dismembering process that naturally happens and to remember ourselves and what our true home is um, in, in ourselves and in God. You know, Christy, bring something up that's really, hmm, really important because I think a lot of us are either have burnt out or are moving towards burnout. Mm-hmm. And I just, can you just talk about that a little bit more because what have we done then to, to get to that 
place in, in, in a society that seems quite chaotic and moving so quickly. And in a pandemic, it's like everything stopped and you're like, whoa, wait a second. I was living that way all this time. Uh, can you just talk about that? Because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, burnout is, is me, Krista, or I'm go- heading there. What, what can I do to kind of like back that up? Yeah, I think that one of the most important things is to ask ourselves why we were doing that or why we are doing that. Why is it so difficult for us to rest, to stop, to let God be God and us be us and not try to be sort of mini gods running all over the place, getting everything done all the time? Mm-hmm. Um, there are good reasons why we work hard um, and there are not so good reasons why we work hard. And it usually has to do with it presses, um, it presses our buttons. We long for safety and security. We long for affection and esteem. We long for power and control and overworking often presses those buttons. Those are Thomas Keating's programs for happiness. You may have heard Henry now and talk about those, th- those six things. Um, we work often so that we don't have to feel like we're losing those things that we desperately crave. Um, So it's important for us to look at why we work so hard. And that again, leads us back to, Oh, this is, this is not my true home. And if I can remember who I really am in God, then I can rest. Mm. And I don't have to be chasing power and control and safety and security and affection and esteem that I can just rest in who I really am in my home. So good. It's really good. Thank you, Krista. Shayla, you've been, you've been practicing and keeping Sabbath for many years. Benefits and why and what, what has worked for you to really to keep it, to do it? Well, I think both what Grace and Krista have said are very helpful in the sense that, you know, this is God has gifted us a day of rest to remember our place. And so I've really found it to be so life-giving. And particularly now, as you said, uh, we don't know what day is which day. We're kind of like, oh, is it Sunday? Oh, is it Tuesday? Um, I think Sabbath as a marker in our life helps us to remember what day it is, but because that day should be different. It should feel different. It should have a different rhythm to it. And so there are things I do differently on that day. Uh, I always have a nap, just about always on Sabbath rest. It's one of my joyful pleasures. Um, But I also do things like I walk even intentionally slower. Like I'm such a fast paced driven person that I purposely walk slower around the house or in the garden. Or even if I go for a walk in the morning, I walk slower. I like to listen to music as a form of worship to God. And so I listen to it more than ever. And I listen to at this point, while we're, you know, stuck inside, I end up going to three church services on a Sunday, because they're all different and I get uplifted. But my rhythm on Sunday is distinctly different. And there's something in Sabbath that God says that he will rest us. It's not just I'm choosing to be to be at rest, but God actually says, I will rest you. And sometimes I honestly feel like my naps are God resting me and saying, hey, I got this under control. I'm still in charge. So I do think Sabbath rest reminds me that God is God and I am definitely not and that I need him. And I feel on those days closer to him, I feel that they are days that 
my husband and I are closer because we just slow everything right down, mm-hmm. eating together, enjoying one another and playing. I think what Grace said about play is really important. Laughing on Sabbath, resting on Sabbath, they're all part of a rejuvenating process. And I think we're in a marathon right now. I don't think, even though it's starting to lift at different in different places, this is a long time marathon. And I think Sabbath rest is our weekly rhythm to get us through a marathon. Good. So that's why I practice it and have practiced it for many years. I love that. And, and it's, it's funny. Maybe you guys can speak to this because so many people say, well, I don't have time to do Sabbath. Like I need to do my errands. I need to do my grocery shopping that day. I need to do all the things I couldn't get done through the week because I was working. So I've had a lot of people push back, even myself. You know, I've, I've had excuses to not have rest. I think my husband, Chris, is, is better. He'll be like, we don't need to do that. And I'm like, it's a day off from my regular life. And like, let's, can you speak to that? All of you about just, because that's a different mindset. I don't know if that came out of my, you know, family of origin or from society or how I've, I've thought a day off should be. But I think a lot of people would, would really resonate with, with what I'm saying. What would you say to that person or me maybe on why I feel like I can't do that or maybe to be more intentional about napping and, and play and rest? Grace, maybe from you, you're like nodding your head going, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think Sabbath is definitely a discipline. So it takes intentionality and practice. And I feel like for me, there was a shift in perspective when I realized, you know what? It probably wouldn't make much of a difference if I did all of that tomorrow. Like if I sent that email tomorrow, if I finished that thing tomorrow, like I... I actually don't think, like, I think it can wait. Um, And then once you stop thinking about it as a burden and you start practicing it, you look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And and just the freedom to not have to think about anything work-related. Like, eventually, the the to-do list just turns off. And it's it's amazing. And you start to think, why, why wasn't I doing this? Like every time Sabbath falls out of my routine and I pick it back up, I think like, what was I doing? Like, why, why was I trying to stay away from this? But it's true. We are so, you know, we can be so achiever oriented and it's everything within our culture that says, keep working so that you can get more stuff and you got to do better and you have to be better. And Sabbath is an opportunity to resist that, to say, no, that's absolutely a lie. Like I am enough. I don't have to do more. I can rest. This is good. Rest is good. And, and Melinda, I would say for your listeners, whether they're Christian or they're just spiritual people who are investigating and wondering about faith, I would just say, try it. Just try it for a few weeks and see how you feel, how you sleep and realizing not only is it discipline, I completely agree with Grace because I can suddenly not do it and get back into a working mindset but it is meant as a gift. And I think God wants to bless that day and give people rest. And so I think whether or not you believe the Christian opportunity for Sabbath rest, I think every human should try it. And I think they'd find that God blesses them uh, regardless of their faith affiliation because they're following a God-ordained pattern for living that's life-giving. That's good. Krista, you're like, yes, Shayla. What's resonating with you? As you yeah. Well, you know, we practice things because we're bad at them. And that's why we need to practice. And, you know, practice does, this is what I say with people I work with all the time. Practice does not make perfect. Practice just makes presence. 
And that's what we're looking for. To be present to this present moment is where we find the presence of God. So we have to just practice things that we're bad at. And over time, like Grace mentioned, we'll realize this is actually the most humane thing we can do. And why were we not doing it before? And as Shayla mentioned, it's just, it's an incredibly restorative experience, but we practice it because we're bad at it. We've talked about why we're bad at it and it's just good to pay attention to those things. Beautiful. Well, we have a little bit more time to share sort of one takeaway that as we look at, okay, keeping us spiritually strong, keeping Sabbath, what is that one thing that you want our viewers and listeners to take away from um, as an encouragement uh, during this? And what we say sort of this new normal, and then people are saying the next normal, you know, helping them, you know, be encouraged now, but also in this marathon as we go. Uh, Grace, what would you say? Start us off with just sort of this, a, a takeaway. I think with any spiritual practice, it can start to feel like a burden and something that you have to do. And so my encouragement is just that Jesus wants to spend time with you. And it's not something that needs to feel like a burden, but it's something that can leave you feeling full, um, having those rhythms and routines. Um, so that's my encouragement is that like, you know, wherever you're at in your spiritual journey, Jesus wants to spend time with you, wants to be with you. Mm, that's awesome. I love that Jesus wants to spend time with you. I love that, Grace. Thank you. Krista? Yeah, I would want to encourage myself and those listening to be gentle with yourself. If the voice that you're hearing is not a voice of compassion, then it's not the voice of God. So be gentle with yourself in this time when it just feels so difficult. and to consider what has been some activities that really have invited a presence of God in your day. What have you been noticing it? So what maybe felt like a, a lifeline hack over the last you know, eight weeks? It's like, oh, I, we're eating as a family, or we're cooking more, or we're going for walks more. Whatever felt like a lifeline hack, can it kind of turn into like a lifestyle habit? Because that is the invitation, I think, is what can we do to, to remember our home in God, our home in ourselves during this time. And so if we can bring those types of things forward into the future, then I think that we're following, we're saying yes to the invitation that this time has for us. I love that. Like this lifeline hack becomes this, this like sort of this life-giving habit. And I think that's that right. That's so true. I mean, I'm like cooking, which my husband is thrilled about. I, I never used to cook. I've been saying this for a while now. I'm like, I never used, I, I'm actually enjoying cooking. You know what it is? I never liked cooking because I didn't think I had the time for it. And I was too tired after work to do it. When I'm actually, here's the thing. I, I have the same amount of time now. And I'm actually kind of sort of like reframed and sort of like recalibrated my way to say, actually, maybe it can be something enjoyable. Music on creatively, you know, uh, making something and then the joy to see my family love it. I've also like started ukulele playing. Um, Chris is teaching me how to land a plane on this crazy plane simulator. And I got a plant. I have never actually taken care of a real life plant. But I've decided I'm gonna be a plant mama. But I'm saying this to you all because I'm like discovering these things that I actually thought pre pandemic, I'd have time for I wasn't good at I, I, I just, you know, didn't have the time to do that. And now these things are life giving to me, like playing and creating. So I know that's all soul care. You, you have just described 
soul care. So when you were saying, I haven't done soul care at all for the, it's like, yeah, you have. That is caring for your soul. That's right. Beautiful. That's awesome. And I'm actually enjoying it. And it's really funny because my family is just like, uh, like kind of stepping back going, what is happening? And I'm really enjoying these things. So, okay. I, I didn't actually call it a soul care, but thank you, Krista. I, all right. I think I'm on that sort of intentional start. So thank you. So good. Shayla, your uh, takeaway for somebody on this journey. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump off what both Grace and Chris said that uh, I think this time is about presence, but I'll, I'll frame it in slightly different way. This time is about voice recognition, mm-hmm. voice recognition of, are you speaking to yourself or listening to yourself? There's two different ways to, to, to be in conversation. And I think Krista said it, you know, you're, if you are listening to that voice in your head, that's guilt and condemnation, that that's not the healthy voice. Um, so speaking to yourself is reminding of you of who you are in Christ, in God, who he's made you to be, all of the truths that we as Christians learn in the Bible and really resting in them. But the voice recognition of the Holy Spirit. And that's a huge part of presence. And everybody's on a journey of what does that even mean? How do I even hear the Holy Spirit? But I think the Holy Spirit in this time is longing to speak to us, longing to unveil new ways of soul care, longing to unveil more of who Jesus is to everybody, longing to remind us of who we're really meant to be and where home is for us in the presence of God and with him. And so I think it's about voice recognition and the leaders of tomorrow are those who during this pandemic are listening to the right voices. It's not just the news. It's not just social media that are influencing us, but it's the voice of God through the Holy Spirit speaking to us. If we learn to be uh, recognizers of that voice, we will be able to lead and influence and serve and help, whether it's our family, our friends, our community, our church, whomever it is, we'll be able to be more useful and helpful to people because we're in a healthy place of voice recognition. Mm. Amazing, Jill. Thank you. That's so good. So my takeaway from all of you, God wants to be with us. Be more gentle with yourself. <laughs> be more gentle and, and find the place of sort of home. I love that home. And then this voice recognition, listening to the voice of, of God is spirit speaking versus all the other things around, but sort of quieting, quieting our, our hearts and souls to listen to the voice. And wow, thank you so much. That was just, wow. That was just like a year of learning for me. And I think for our viewers and listeners, the same. So thank you so much, Krista, Grace, and Shayla for being with me in your homes across the country sharing about how to keep spiritually strong and keeping Sabbath and the importance of that. So thank you so much for being on the show. It's so good to be with you. I think I've learned a ton and thank you to Krista and Grace as well. Uh, I love learning from great women and these two are great women. So thank you. So if you want more information about uh, Shayla, Krista and Grace, go to seeherelove.com. And as I always say, as I close the show, whether we're in a crisis a pandemic, uh, quiet in, in taking Sabbath, being intentional with our time. Know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. 
See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.